Welcome to the Youth Hockey Hub High School Hockey Podcast. Today's show is brought to you by the Red and Black League. To learn more about the league, go to redandblackleagues.com. Now to the show, featuring YHH publisher Tony Scott, the forum guru, Carl East, and the reigning most viewed high school games champion, Danny Ryan. Here's Danny. Well, thank you. As always, I am Danny Ryan. Joined with you, Tony Scott. How you doing, Danny? I'm doing just fine, Tony. How about you, Carl, up in Duluth? We also have you on the show today. Surprisingly enough, yeah, I'm doing well up here too. Thanks. <laughs> first time, I guess, long time listener, first time caller, Carl. Yeah, th- no, thanks for inviting me on. <laughs> <laughs> What's your question, Carl? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, let's see here. So I've heard that this uh, is the Dyna team might be okay. Are they are they good? Uh, they, they are good. Yeah, we'll we'll get okay. to that in a little bit. Okay, stop good. jumping ahead on this job. Fine, fine. fine. <laughs> we'll talk about that. I'm sure at some point. Well, let's. You want to get to some news and nuggets before we do that, Tony? Yeah, I think uh, from a news perspective, I think the Tino Grace moving to Class AA, which normally wouldn't be. I mean, it's not surprising, and it's an important fact, and I, it would have made our show no matter what. But the fallout on Twitter was just. Vicious, vicious, and 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 how does a, how does a tweet like that bring Hermantown into the fold? Carl? <laughs> it's just wicked. Any Why mention of A versus Double A, anything that is remotely A versus Double A brings out the Hermantown crowd. And that's why we on the forum we've had to confine any talk of Hermantown to one thread, because otherwise every single one gets hijacked if the topic even nearly comes up. <laughs> And the funny thing is that it's no secret that Hermantown is choosing to stay A for the next two years. It's yeah. well documented that that's going to be the case, and it's just going to get worse. Yeah, I know. It, 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 for the simple fact that my retweet on this tweet got deleted. <laughs> no, no. It, 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 deleted. We should clarify uh, Tino Grace like, made his Twitter go private because of the reaction that they got from this. It's, yeah, it's a private Twitter my, now. No, no one else can retweet their tweets unless or or anything yeah. unless you're following unless, unless they're following you. Yeah. 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 So for some reason they tag me in the tweet. They don't follow me. They follow Carl. So I feel more important than Carl. This is one of those times in my life that I do. Rare. So then, um, then I retweeted it. But since I don't follow, they don't follow me. That retweet got deleted. <laughs> yeah. It was a. Uh, the, the tweet was a. Uh, quite a exhausting two or three day span. I can only imagine what it felt like being on the Totino Grace side. Like, well, we just thought we would announce this thing and all of a sudden uh, <laughs> backyard brawl turns in, you know, and just some of the meanest things. I mean, <laughs> rated R. I mean, how did, Twitter shouldn't be rated R. It doesn't need to be rated R. And it became rated R. Oh, hockey. <laughs> hockey rated R. High school hockey. And not related to Tino Grace. <laughs> yeah, nothing related to that. <laughs> yeah, not related to how good of a team they're having this year. I mean, this is a top five team for sure. Legit team. <laughs> and only get, the, other, the best part is only getting, yeah. yeah, they're only getting better. they got a good coaching staff. they got good kids. I hear five years ago, I never heard kids like, oh, 
he's going to Totino Grace. Now I hear kids in the Pee Wee Bantam ranks are all leaning towards in that area are all leaning towards going to Totino Grace. So I think it's a it's a good move for Grace, and we'll see how it turns out. Let's. Every a lot of people came up to me and they're like, "Oh, what do you think of this move?" And I was like, "Well, they move up in football." Yeah, you know, like this isn't abnormal for Totino Grace no. to do this, and so I, I'm not really surprised. Not only did they move in football, but they were good. They they're were really, really, good. really good in football. So, so, anyways, let's move on to where we went this week. We both uh, went to some historic venues. All. All. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of us, sorry. Uh, went to historic uh, I am still here. Your your calling guest is still here. <laughs> but Carl has already been there this year, so I was kind of thinking both oh, oh, okay. and, and Carl had already been there, so it was kind of a repeat visit for him. YHH Road Trip Week. It was. It was. Do you want mm-hmm. to go first, you guys, and talk a little bit about the Evelyn Hippogrome? Um, sure. I'll, I'll start it off. Um, obviously, it's always fun to I, I've been to the Hippodrome once, but it was only during JV of Greenway um, last year because Tony and I were calling a game at Miners yep. next door. And, but it was just – that was a blast. To, yeah. I mean, like, you look at those benches, the the air raid siren horn that goes off, that was just crazy. Um, I think Carl and I counted they had 13 cheerleaders, a band. Yep. I, I mean, it was it was crazy. It was – it was super fun, and obviously everybody up there is so enjoyable to talk to. And it was a decent game too. Um, Carl, what else? Yeah, Evelyn did a decent job of sticking around with Hermantown for a period and a half, so that made it an entertaining day. Before and you know, the wheels wheels came off a little bit after that, but still a decent Evelyn team there. And uh, but yeah, going to the Hippodrome is a great experience. You get a chance to it's just oozing with history in that lobby, and then. Danny and I got a chance to talk with Coach Torrell a little bit afterwards. Uh, went into his office and saw some of the, the the relics that they have in there. And someday we'll have to go back and see the garage, which is where they have apparently all the old stuff. Wow. So yeah, we'll be like we were we were kids in a candy store there. So yeah, uh, Coach Torrell was like, I can't take you to the garage. I don't have the keys. It's kind of cold outside. It was negative what twenty one at one point in the ride back. Yeah, it was yeah. like, yeah, fair enough, but I'm okay with risking a little frostbite for this experience. That would be amazing. <laughs> well, I got to see, uh, I got a chance to go up to War Road and Rozo, made a little trip, made a little documented video of the whole thing. It was pretty cool. It started at the uh, um, Marvin Windows production facility, 2.2 yeah. million square feet. That's I've actually been in there, yes. Massive. Massive, yeah. Eight- you know, there's 1,800 employees. There's only 1,800 people in world. Do the math on that. You know. <laughs> um, and then I got to see Bob Marvin's car collection, which was just blew me away. That was the most viewed of my little mini tweets. That was like 5,000 views as of Thursday afternoon. Uh, I got to see the world. I saw I saw the gardens, which was the coolest thing I've ever seen. I mean. Compare and people in Rose are going to cringe when I when I say this, but the the gardens is beautiful. The M- Memorial Arena is just another arena with bench seating. I mean, there's individual auditorium seating. You could eat off the floor in the gardens. I wouldn't want to sit on the floor in the Rose Memorial. 
Okay, we can end the podcast now. Yeah, I know. Tony, um, we have had a good run. But that <laughs> being said, the Roosevelt Memorial in the trash can. I will say this, though. This is the coolest. The, the best site was the state champion banners and state runner-up banners in Roseau. You're just It's just like amazing. It goes, if we put our state appearances up here, you wouldn't be able to see across the other side of the rink. There would be that many banners hanging from the building. You know, yep. it was a really impressive place, and I would love to see a game there. The Rozo game. game that I did was actually at the Ram Center, which wasn't – I didn't even get to see a game at the uh, Memorial. So it was cool, though, let me tell you. Really cool. Yeah. Did you get a jersey for me? I did not. Oh, so disappointing again. Okay. Uh, <laughs> last little news and nugget, uh, Chaska – uh, Benilde St. Margaret's will play at Mariucci tomorrow afternoon-ish. Any thoughts on that one? I will probably be there because that just got a little bit more interesting. So the game will be interesting. It's uh, the fact that they're playing on the big sheet. Big sheet. Uh, yeah. Good practice for if they ever both teams were to make it there. I think both teams have a chance to get there, legitimate chance. Yeah, they're both um, two, three seeds, you know, yep. type of thing in their section. Yep. So they have a fighting chance to do so. I thought this was interesting. Carl, what was your take on this? Yeah, it seems like uh, Coach Pauling and Coach Slugger are pulling uh, Mike Randolph and trying to, you know, sneak into a, a playoff venue a little early and get, get some practice on it. <laughs> uh, not the first time, that's for sure. <laughs> Okay, you want to talk about some games of the yes. past week? Yes. Okay, game that Carl was at on Monday, Duluth East 2, Cloquet 0. Carl, you want to talk about that for a little bit? Uh, sure. I would say that this was one of Duluth East's best defensive performances of the year. They, they came out very physically. They were hitting a lot. Took, took a bunch of penalties, too, but Cloquet's power play was really unimpressive, I would say. They were you know, just passing very slowly around the perimeter. Their, their offense never really got on track, and East, you know, they've only played two games in the past two weeks just because of uh, weather issues, but uh, in those two games, they've looked pretty good. So I think th- this week will be telling, especially when they play Maple Grove, to see if they've actually turned a corner or not. Hmm. Yeah, I, I would say that's going to be a good litmus test for them. If they can pump in maybe four goals in that game, then I think people would feel a little bit more confident in Duluth coming into next week. Um, but I, I guess that would be my opinion on that. Next I would game. agree. Uh, next game, and I, I want to preface this game, Tony. We'll, I'll come back to it in a couple games, okay? Mankato East 6, Mankato West 1. Pine City 3, Princeton 2 in overtime, which is a yeah. good win in 5A for Pine City. I mean, obviously the greatest team in all Class A hockey. Yeah. How about Princeton lost twice in overtime this week? <laughs> Ugh. Practice will be fun tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> um, this, this was a shocker. Stillwater 7, Eden Prairie 5. Yes, I watched that game. What happened then? I just, Stillwater's <laughs> on a roll. They're okay. scoring goals. I mean, uh, yeah, that's, Stillwater, if you look at their goal production in the first half of the season, they, is nothing. they probably only had 12 goals. Yeah. They had 12 goals this week. Yeah. Yeah, this was an impressive win for Stillwater in my book. Impressive week for Stillwater. Yes, yes. Um, okay, St. Thomas Academy 7, Montemedi 1, War Road 6, East Graham 4-3. Good win for the Warriors. Yes. Uh, but, again, 8A is kind of a jumble that we have no idea what's going to happen. No now. idea. Yeah. Um, 
Edina six, White Bear Lake one. I called that game. That was I watched e- that game. That was Edina the whole way through. Yep. Um, Bloomington Kennedy three, Jefferson two. Tony, uh, you are at this one. Is this our apology segment now, or are we going to have an old segment on this one? Wait, so your apology statement for being the cancer of Jefferson yes, and showing I, up here? Yep. Yeah, I haven't been to a happened full again. game all year. Guess what? I go to the full game and happened again. I am the cancer. Yeah, I need It'll to be, be removed answer. from all Jefferson. This isn't the first, by You're the way. You're spreading. Yeah, it's gonna be banned from Big Forever. Uh, well, I I gone to the, the in the 2015. Their Bantam team was really good, and every time I went to watch them play, they lost. I showed up to their their region final game to go to state. They're like, "Get out of the building! You're gonna curse us!" <laughs> wow. So they even knew back in yes. 2000. Oh yeah, it's well documented. This goes was that way before back. Jake played varsity even? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It was Bantam year. Oh, so well documented. You know, before you know, your kid even went through varsity yeah. hockey. Yeah. Oh, the cancer was early. <laughs> early. Stages. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I still thought this was an interesting score. Kennedy hasn't had a great season, and this is a good win for them. Oh my gosh! It was, you know what? And it was packed. Okay, the, the rink is packed. The Kennedy fans are going bonkers. It was a close game. Both teams had a bunch of unbelievable chances to to win to put it away. Noah Hansen, kid who works for us in the in, in a penalty box capacity for our tournaments played the game of his life and he and at the end they had like three or four chances in the final minute and here i am a jeff quote jefferson fan i was cheering loudly for kennedy to win that game it was fun to watch even tossing away his loyalty to the program it was pretty cool it was pretty cool they were traitor Trainer, you're not only a cancer. I'm unbiased. You just, I, I you liked it. It was fun to watch. Your loyalties away. It was fun to watch. I was, I was happy for the kids. <laughs> Moving on, Eden Prairie five, Wyzetta two. Um, Eden Prairie, I believe, took this away in the third period, right? Yeah, I, wa- I watched this one, and yeah, it, it was a fairly even game for a while, but then Eden Prairie just, you know, went bang, 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 and t- took control of the third. Um. Rozo four, East Grand Forks two. East Grand did not have a great week this week. No. Um, Blaine five, Brainerd two, and they came back after a two goal deficit in the first period. Blaine did so that was rather impressive. Hermantown six, Eveleth two. This was the game that we were at. Um, Joey Pierce was out with the flu. That is worth noting. I don't. He'll be back soon. Okay. Um, but that is worth noting in that game. Uh, Montemedi 6, St. Cloud Cathedral 2. That was I, a shocker. So I drove down from Duluth to catch this one. Um, so I'll tell what I was telling you, Tony, before the show. I said, so at 627 left in the first. 1627. 1627 left in the first period. Ethan Cummings dumps the puck in his own net by accident. Ten seconds Oops. later, Montemedi scored a goal by, I think it was Joey Paradise. Um, no, Joey scored the first one. And Tommy scored the second one. The scoring is a relative word there. The last one was up the puck. And so then Daryl Brown comes <laughs> Yeah, living in paradise. Um, and Derek Brown calls a timeout right away and yells at his team, uh, to which you could hear in the stands. And I wasn't really close to the bench, and I could hear, this is 30 seconds in, and I'm calling a timeout? Where are you guys? You're down by two goals. And 
you know, credit to St. Cloud Cathedral. They fought back. They they made it two to one after one, but Monomedi just poured on the gas then, and they knew that they had them. And the game got a little chippy at the end because Monomedi just kept going, you guys are not good? We're, yeah, we'll play each other maybe at the X. You could hear the chirps from the stands, really? and it was really classic. It was like, yeah, we, we won't see you at the X. Is what they kept saying to them. Wow. Which was Ooh, rather bold. <laughs> rather bold. Both teams don't have an easy road to the X. So no. I could see both teams not making it. No. No. Um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they both made it, too. Yes. Um, but talking about 6A, Mankato West now 5, Sartell 2. That's one of those eye poppers. Okay. And just to give a little eye poppers, Albert Lee also beat Mankato West this week, and then Mankato West goes five to two. Like to put a five spot on Sartell was a little bit of a what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that one, that one uh, stood out to me. Champlain Park wraps up, I believe, the third seed in five double A with a three to one victory over Centennial. Good win mm, for win. for the Rebels there. Who's your goalie again for Champlain? I always forget his name. What Don't say it, Carl. Let him. Let it come to. I always forget that kid's name. All right. No, it'll come back. It'll to come to me. Okay. Um, Alexander. Brennan Boynton. That's oh, it. Sorry. Ah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, okay. I was. Good, I was on the way. next game. Oh, I know. I need, I wanted to okay. emphasize. Okay. 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 Good player. He's good. Okay. Cool. Uh, I haven't seen him. There you go. Okay. Um, Alexandria 2, East Grand 4-0. East Grand really did not have a strong week this week. They had a tough schedule. <laughs> yeah. But Alex... Like their last five games is like a meat grinder. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Stillwater 5, Creighton 2. This is another, another goal performance by Stillwater. Very good. Very good. Um, Rosemount 5, Egan 2. Locking up the two They seed. win the South Suburban. They're like 18-3. and Yeah. Something crazy number. Yes. And they have wins against Chaska as well. Yeah. I mean, and I think a win against Hermantown. I'm calling it now. They'll be in the top ten. I have not looked, but I'm calling they'll be in the top ten. Yeah, we don't look at Carl's top ten. I mean, it's there. Why would you when he delivers it literally on a platter to me? And we just destroy minutes. it. Yeah, we will. No effort yeah. necessary. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's going to be much disputes this week yeah well we'll see coming up um because i think it's easier after the dyna three minnetonka two essentially this is a two one game with an empty netter you said three two, three to one three to one sorry oh yeah. i went buzzing out of there after the empty netter i'm like did tonka score no it's 6.5 <laughs> seconds left they, they weren't going to wow. score i went screaming out the door when the empty netter went in okay who wants to talk about this game first uh go ahead carl Okay, you know, it was a game where I thought Tonka came out pretty strong in the first period. They were a somewhat better team. They, I think they were a little more physical than they have been. They were creating some good push, got a goal from Docker that I think bounced in off a Hornet, took the one nothing lead. Then he died, kind of punched back in the second. And you know, this game really, I think the my big takeaway from this game is was how tight and how you know, strong the defense was both ways. I mean, there, there are all these D1 forwards on the ice, and no one really has a ton of room to operate both just locking down. Then Edina gets the, the go-ahead goal from their, their third line, you know, unexpected source from Colby, and um, that was that was enough, and they found a way to hang on and win. 
Yeah, we had a little text string going on last night between the three of us and Eric Zimmerman, and that was one of the takes by that was one of the takes by all of us, quite frankly, was that you know he got all these D1 forwards out there and not one of them scored except Jet on an empty netter from the blue line. So I, I think that was the biggest noteworthy thing that came out of the game is there was and, and I mean it wasn't like there was hundreds of opportunities either. No. No, definitely not. And if Edina wants to shut you down defensively, as Carl just said, they shut you down. They did last night. There was, I think, 26 shots by Tonka. 27. Okay. And so you, none of those were really great opportunities, maybe although, in the like last five minutes. Although I think Boss Hogg had a pretty nice game. <laughs> Boss Hogg. He, he's better in the second half than he was in the first half. Yeah, I, I will say that. He's, he was making some uh, – Looser saves in the second half. In that final stretch, he made some fantastic saves right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a couple scrubs. There was scrubs going on, too, that, in this game. I, did you see my pictures last night? No, I don't I, look like, at your Twitter handle, I had Tony. ten, like, fight pictures. <laughs> there were some good ones. Like, I, I, I could only publish because the tweet actually has only four. I'm like, all right, I'm going to take the four best ones. I mean, there were so many fights. And I say fights. This wasn't this like is tussled. scrums. Just yeah. Whatever. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. They weren't going arm in arm. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I mean, one of the best parts, like Jake Boltman presses Teddy Lairbach's head down to the ice and forces him not to get up. And it was just like, okay, like we can not do that. Type Actually, of that was that was Lacombe. Oh, sorry. That was... But but Teddy got him later. Got yes. He did later, break and Colby, Colby and um, Teddy at the end of the game by the penalty box. Yeah, there was like a lot of extracurriculars at the end of the game. I yes. mean, there was a lot of emotion in this game. This was if both teams make the state, this was for the number one seed, I would guess. Yeah. Yep. And yep. so and um, it actually has a little bit of bearing, you know. It really it did. Has a little bit of bearing, but both teams have to make it to state, right, Carl? Yeah, exactly. So, and you know, looking at Edina and the way they played, you know, the past, especially last season, when they were blowing everyone out seven to one every game, they, you know, they didn't really have to learn how to win games like this. And I think, I think I said it at the time that that was a concern. You know, when, when they finally get to Minnetonka or Duluth East at State, well, what's going to happen when they're in a tight game? And whereas this team, they've learned how to win these, these games. You know, they're playing lockdown defense towards the end. So I think that's a very good sign for the Hornets. For Minnetonka, on the other hand, I think you're starting to look at their offensive output over the past few weeks. You're starting to get a little concerned. And so looking at sections, uh, I'm not sure they're, they're guaranteed to come out of 2AA right now. Bobby Brink, that's all i got to say. That's who they miss right now. Is they miss they miss a Bobby Brink. Oh, do they ever. And, and the I thing mean, is, they have, they have nine really nice forwards that huh. just about every varsity team in the state would – gladly take. I know a team up in Duluth that would take somebody who could score. Yeah. Yeah, well, these, these kids aren't scoring. That's that's <laughs> the big news of this whole yeah, thing. Yeah. We, we've got those already. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Um, but, yeah, I I don't know. I, I walk away and Edina is the top team right now in my book. Yeah. 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 Any other games in the past before we jump in? Eden Prairie 4, Benil 2. 
didn't see it. It was going on the same time as this one. So it, but following it, it closely. But I, I just that's an interesting score. I think it affects Carl's rankings just because Benilde has been on a heater, and so yep. I that's the only reason why I wanted to mention that one. Agreed. Agreed. Um, okay, Carl. Someone, did someone mention rankings? No, but you can do them. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I will. Uh, number one, Edina. Yeah. Number two. Number two is Blaine. Well, you just should go read Let's Play Hockey because they have Minnetonka at number two. Okay, well, yeah, I give up then. If, if that's what Let's Play <laughs> Hockey has, I might, I might as well retire. Okay. Um, I'm can you joking. Ex- can you explain why Blaine is number two in your mind? Because yeah. I believe in Blaine being number two as well, but just, you know, for mm-hmm. everybody else who doesn't believe that. It's ridiculous. So Blaine has been on fire down the stretch. I mean, certainly they're not playing it like conference schedule. No one's going to pretend they are, but uh, they destroyed Andover 8-2, to which is something no one else has even come close to doing. Uh, they're beating other pretty good teams comfortably. Teams like uh, you know, Elk River, Brainerd, Maple Grove. Uh, so destroyed Holy Family, too. So this is a team that's playing with a lot of momentum. They've got probably the best player in the state right now, the player who is playing like the best player in the state. And it looks like they have potential to go on a serious run. And you look at how they're playing right now versus how Minnetonka is playing right now, and to me it's not too difficult, even though Minnetonka may have more quality wins. That would be a fun Friday night game, Blaine and Minnetonka. Mm-hmm. No. But they haven't played before. We're watching you die no, in Yeah, they haven't played yet this season. Yeah, that would be fun to watch. Now, Carl, just before we move on, because of Tonka's loss last night, if these three teams make it to state. Does Minnetonka get the three seed and Blaine get the two seed, do you think? Um, I guess that's how I would do it, but I would not I would not throw a fit if it were the other way around simply because of Minnetonka's overall resume. Yeah. Okay, anyways, moving on. Tonka's three, I'm guessing, right? Yep, they're still at three. Um, no, no need to drop them for playing a good tight game against Edina, especially when they've beaten number four, who is Andover. Yep. Yep. I figured. Okay. And five. Five at St. Thomas Academy. Yep. Holding steady there. They're playing, they're playing good high. And, and right who now. did they play this week? It's just a, uh, uh, they had a great, six, great sixteen to nothing win last yesterday and Saturday against Henry Sibley. But the win over Montague. Okay. Number six. Number six is Maple Grove. I slid them back up a little bit because the other teams that had been up here last week lost. And if you look at their losses, they're all the teams ahead of them. So even though there, I think there's some questions about the direction of their team, they're there. And their Blue East game this week will be telling. Yes. Yes. Uh, number okay. seven is White, White Bear Lake. You know, struggled with, with Edina, but the, the overall resume is still there. So all right, seven. Um, just, just the eye test this week on White Bear. Ugh, they need to <laughs> they need to find something quickly. Wow. Yeah, if you, you think Rosso hates me, they White Bear hates you more. I I'm just being honest. I went to their game this week. I, I think they were playing against the Dyna. No one looks good against the Dyna. Even Minnetonka's forwards don't look good against the Yeah, Dina. but here's the thing Bear? with White Bear is they look they didn't look good from the start of the game to the end of the game. Okay? They didn't have they had glimpses of hanging with Edina. Not glimpses of taking over the game. Minnetonka took over the portions of that game last night. Okay. White Bear did not take over portions of that game. Okay? 
I, that, I agree. That's my take. Like when when White Bear scored, I was like, oh, maybe they'll have some momentum and something good will happen. And then it was boom. <laughs> Ten seconds right later. <laughs> yeah, it was just straighty dine it. So that's where I come when I, I say that. I I know this. I know that White Bear will be the number one seed. I don't think they're the best team in that section. I that section. We'll get to our section preview show next week, and that, that one. My final gonna, game between Hill Stillwater and Hill will be a good game. That's going to be a really good game. It's lining up that way. It's lining up that way. That's all we're saying. Okay, number eight. Number eight, Eden Prairie. Uh, we're in danger of dropping after the loss of Stillwater, but rebounded with strong wins over Wyzetta and Benilde, so they stay in the top ten. Yep. Yep. Number nine is Rosemount. Yes. Good win over Egan. And they're they're a good team right now. Cresting. They have two D one commits. That's what people don't remember. They have two current D one commits. Okay. There's so. more. There's more, more coming. There's more coming. Trust but. me. If Charlie Strammel, who's in eighth grade, elects to attend Rosemont High School next year, this kid's legit. Well, you have Mason Wheelers, Connor Kennedy. Yes, there's like, more. There's more coming. Sorry, yeah. I I have to pimp them because having seen them a couple times they're this good. year, they're very good. Okay, Carl. Ten. Number ten. Ten is Moorhead. Sneaky. Sneaky. Kept hanging in there, but they they beat number eleven Vanilla earlier this season. I was just say who won that? I know they played. I couldn't yeah. remember who won Did that. They game. play earlier this week. Yeah. Oh, oh sorry. Like a couple, uh, oh, no, while ago, a while ago. But yeah. Okay. More had beat him. Yep. So, so I agree. Okay, that's fair. Agree with that. Agree with that. Okay, Tony, you want to take our middle segment away? Yeah, this is gonna be a fun one. This is the all-decade team. Well, the current current decade, decade, decade that were 2010 to 2019. Um, we're going to name each of us is going to name our all decade team. We have one player. All of us shows one forward. I'm not sure if that forward is going to be their all decade player, all decade player, but I will go first. Um, and we'll explain my reasoning for my all decade team. And then we'll go to Carl and then to Danny. So I'm going to go, my three forwards, uh, are going to be Dylan Malmquist. I still think was the most robbed Mr. Hockey uh, finalist of the decade. Four-year starter Eddie Dynan in his freshman year might have been his best type of thing, too. Yeah, but he was still darn good his senior year. Very good. Uh, Casey Middlestat, no one will argue with that. Uh, and then Justin Kluse, who had a big uh, high school career and a great state tournament. So I'm going to go with Justin Kluse. And then this is one of the most passionate, uh, fun-to-watch uh, game-changing players that I think the uh, state saw in this decade would be Hank Sorensen from Wyzetta. Won a state title, was integral part of that team's success. I'm going to go with Hank, and then I'm going to go another offensive uh, forward-like uh, uh, defenseman, Mike Kester from Chaska. Uh, I think he's the best defenseman in the state this year, and he's had a four-year run, played high school all four years. Love Mike Kester, and lots of great goaltenders to pick from. And it was almost like we got to pick out of a hat. There were so many good ones to pick from. I'm going to go with Michael Bitzer from Moorhead. So, Malmquist, Middlestat, Kloos, Sorensen, Kester, Bitzer. And my player of the decade is an easy one, Casey Middlestat. Carl? All right. Uh, starting off with my forward core, I, I've got one of the same three as, as Tony. Uh, I got Casey. <laughs> That's an, an easy one. Uh, 
think Kyle Rao has to be in this conversation also. I mean, one of his state titles was in the previous decade, but the bulk of his high school career was this decade. And, you know, with, you know winning two state titles and being the little player who carried that team, he's just an iconic high school player. Another player whose high school days really defined his career was uh, Grant Bessie, who I think should be on this list. Uh, his performance, of course, in the 2012 state championship game, probably the best you know, single game performance in the state tournament in recent memory. In that and just had a ridiculous goal scoring career, so he belongs on here too. Uh, defensively, uh, another player who I think uh, just was crucial to multiple state titles over this time period is Tyler Nanny with what he did in Edina. Um, just another player who just took over games, a big part of Edina's wins in 13 14. Um, Another defenseman from that era, I have to get one Duluth East Homer pick in here. Phil Ballou, I think, was as dynamic an offensive defenseman as the state had over the course of this decade. And then in goal, I uh, got to go all the way up to Lake of the Woods with uh, Alex Lyon, who had a fantastic high oh, school career. May, uh, may not have gotten the recognition he uh, deserved at the time, though he did win, win the Brimsack Award and has gone on to a successful college career at Yale. So that's, that's my team. And like Tony, I think Casey Millsat has to be the, the player of the decade. I think you could make an argument for Rao just because he won the, the state championships where Casey didn't, but I, if, no player changed games more than Casey Middlestaff did. All right, Danny, let's hear it. Okay, so Carl and I are in agreement with the forwards, Casey, um, Bessie. I would say uh, Bessie, if you like Brett Hull, you loved Grant Bessie. He's yes. one of the more offensive forwards that you'd ever see. Defensively, Probably not Grant Bessie's style, but no. I mean, was part of these Spinel teams that just lit it up. And then Kyle Rao, obviously, um, just was such a game breaker whenever he he played in. So any you have game. Bessie, Middlestat, Rao. Yes. Okay. Um, right. I was saying last night that I haven't seen Braemar that packed since Kyle Rao played. You know, Kyle Rao brought people out to watch him play. And that that's what made him special in, in, in the teams that he played with. Um, my defenseman, uh, another Eden Prairie player, Luke Snuggerud, um, no defenseman stood out to me and just played it so smoothly than Luke Snuggerud. His breakout move every single time was just amazingly fun to watch. Um, you just He was mesmerizing with how calm, collected, he had a broken wrist in the tournament and still was one of the best players out there, yeah. you know, like type of thing. He was just – he was incredible. He broke his wrist in the section final and went back out onto the ice yes. <laughs> and made a difference it, with one hand. He won overtime. Yeah. And, and so it, Luke was an amazing player. I think, personally, he got a little robbed on Mr. Hockey that year. Now, Avery Peterson was well-deserving, very good player for Grand Rapids, but – Luke was all the Metro player of the year type yep. of thing. Um, and then Scotty Perunovich is my other D. Love that um, pick. Scotty just, he, he was like the Aaron Ness of this decade. Just very creative, good, smooth skater. You just, he was all over the ice. All over the ice. And he controlled games. He did everything that he could to will, hitting to a win. And then my goaltender is Hunter Shepard um, of Grand Rapids. No best goaltending performance I've ever seen firsthand by a goaltender was Hunter Shepard during the Edina Holiday Classic against Edina when Edina 
no lie, had 65 shots on net, and it was probably closer to 80 shots on net. And they were point-blank Kiefer Bellows shots on him. Who won that game? Edina did in overtime. Oh, really? Let's put it this way. Okay, Rapids had two players. Theoretically, like, really just two players with Avery and Hunter Shepard. I mean, there was other supporting cast that would come in and play a big role for Rapids in their state tournament berths. But in this year it, and this early in the season, it was Avery and Hunter, and Hunter just stood on his head the whole way. And, and that's what's cool about that tournament in, in that era because Grand Rapids would come down and they would – give Edina a tight game, and this was probably one of the best games I've ever seen. Who's your player of the decade? Casey. No, <laughs> but from, off air, it was close. Off air, it's close. I, my argument on this is no player changed. Like You would walk away from a Casey game going, did you see Casey do that? What about when Casey did this? I mean, the best individual performances I've seen in this decade are Casey related. I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah, it, not, it's, you're not going to get an argument from Carl and I. We've already picked him as the player of the decade. Yeah, so, so that's mm-hmm. that's my stance on Casey. All right. Uh, well, that was a uh, fun little segment. We're now heading into our red and black league player interview. We haven't announced who it would be. I, I neglected that. Oh, you have. Uh, we we've already tweeted it, so no surprise. Oh, yeah. oh. The senior goaltender uh, Charlie Glockner from Minnetonka will join the show um, on the Red and Black Player Interview. Huge shout out to the Red and Black League for their support of our show each and every week this year. Uh, check out redandblackleagues.com. It's a great league for uh, spring hockey. Looking first, just get some games or fall hockey to get tuned up for the regular season. Danny, why don't you take it away with Charlie? Thank you, Tony. Yes, we are joined here today with Minnetonka senior goaltender Charlie Glockner. Charlie, how are you today? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Doing just fine. Coming off after a loss to Edina, that was a huge game. You had a great game and a great performance in that game, um, only letting in two goals. But, I mean, talk about the crowd and the atmosphere in that game. Uh, the crowd, you know, you're always going to get a pretty decent crowd at Braemar, but last night it was something special. They showed up, and uh, it was just a really fun game to play in. It was unfortunate that we couldn't come out with a win. But, yeah, it was a, it was a great time and a great game, and Dinah played really well, and so did our boys, so it was, it was a fun game. Yeah, anytime you have to guess where you're parking, if you're going to get towed for parking there, you know it's a crowded game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I parked at the golf dome at 640. <laughs> I parked at the sheriff's area. It was incredible. Yeah. Incredible. I, 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 I parked of... on my couch. Yes, you did. Good for you, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, let's um, ask you a couple questions, um, Charlie. Now, you, you know, you're a goaltender. Not many kids choose to play that position. I guess, you know, you have to convince the kid that, you know, they're going to shoot pucks at you. Um, you're not going to sit on the bench and talk to your friends most of the game. Um, and it's going to be kind of cold, And but you get your own water bottle. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, why did you choose to play goaltender growing up? Well, um, as a forward, 
Yeah, I played my first year of scorer as a forward, and I was not very good. I mean, the scored D team, and there's just, just something about it I didn't really like. And uh, my brother and dad were both goalies, so they had a big influ- influence on me uh, being a goaltender. And, you know, I just that one summer I just wanted to try it, and it was after that scored D year where I just didn't have fun playing forward. And I was like, oh, I want to play goalie, and... And I look at my dad's face, it was kind of like, oh, God. But I was more <laughs> of a, I was more excited about it. Uh, you know, I, I was pretty blessed that I have two goalies already in my family that could show me the ropes. And they, uh, they've done so much for me today. So, yeah, that's basically just how it, how it started. Well, I'm actually really proud now that we've had another Squirtsy alum on the show. That's you. Yeah. Jenny. So thank you, Charlie, for um, helping build our credibility even more. Um, okay, Carl, do you want to ask the next question? Sure. Yeah, my question is sort of a multi-part question. Charlie, I'm going to ask you, what gets you most jacked when you go out there to play? And I'm going to ask you in three parts. So in terms of rakes to play in, which is the best one, the biggest one for you? Well, obviously, Braemar. Braemar is always jacked, <laughs> but... Um... Really, anywhere in the, in the late conference, the late conference games, you know, they're a different different type of atmosphere than most high school games. You don't you don't see that every every game in the in the high school hockey league. It's just insane how competitive the games are, and and all the fans that show up and are supporting their home team, and all the fans that are supporting the away team. It's just crazy. All right, uh, what about the uh, biggest team you play? Biggest team, um, yeah, Edina. Edina is just always just a, a packed team, and you know we just played played them last night and couldn't get the win, but it was still a really fun game. And uh, yeah, Edina has just always been the the big game that everybody everyone shows up for. So, all right, then third part. How about players? You know, the one player that who you, you know you see him coming at you like. Who are those ones you really get up for? Yeah, uh, there, there's so many. <laughs> there's really so many. So Edina's got a ton. You know, he's got Jensen. You know, Jensen is pretty intimidating. He's coming down on you. Yeah, yeah. You can either shoot it or you can pull a quick move with uh, just all the skills skill sets he has. And um, you know, Wyzet has got so many too. But so a lot of late conference teams. But then. Expanding into those Section 7 teams like uh, Duluth, you know, you got Donovan and Lyle coming down. It's just filled with talent in the high school week, so it's pretty crazy. But, you know, you got to respect all. And that's what my dad has always told me. It's always like, hey, any shot's a good shot. You never know what happens. So. Oh, that's cool. Well, speaking of some big names, Charlie, I got a story. I like to go back into the youth days and, and bring out some of your great memories from your youth. And I want to go back to the Heritage Arena 2015. I'm going to youth programs. Never won a state title. You're in the state title game against Edina, oddly enough. And in the last 30 seconds of the game, you're up by a goal. Let's go a little rundown of what happened and tell me what happened there. Um, well, uh, you know, my... My favorite uh, duo D partner, Grant Doctor and Josh Ludke. And I still 
I still hold this against them every day. Whenever they give me crap or something, I say, hey, remember that? But, uh, you know, they they collided at the blue line with 30 seconds to go in a 2-1 to one game. And, uh, you know, of course, it was Ben Brinkman who was coming down, split them on a, on a breakaway. And, uh, yeah, he just kind of faked a shot to his backhand and then went back forehand. I luckily stuck my pad out and got the save on it. And then we scored the empty netter a couple seconds later. But that was pretty pretty crazy. And what a fun memory. You know, that just uh, – it was just a great team win and and uh, really, really fun weekend. Yeah, you guys partied pretty hard uh, as 14-year-olds can party uh, after the pizza <laughs> party. Yeah, but I got another sidebar story to that. Um, I ran into your mom in the hallway later, and I said, did you see that save? And she said, actually, uh, my daughter went lost during that time, so I was running around here. <laughs> do you remember this part of the story, Charlie? Did she tell I you that? I do, I do. <laughs> so she didn't even see the haunting memory of Ben Brinkman coming at Charlie. She's looking for a uh, little yeah, picture. Yeah, she she still says she's glad she did. She would have had a heart. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's probably good for her health. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Final follow-up question to the whole uh, heritage that day. Talk a little bit about what that victory over Dinah, because that group, your group of buddies, had never beaten them. What did that do for your confidence for for just you and and the rest of the group of kids from Taka moving forward in your high school career? Well, it it did so much, you know. It it not only it not only did the um did so much for just us group of boys, it really set the tone for the rest of our youth uh, youth uh, players and you know really just the entire community of Minnetonka. And all right, well that's great. All right, we're gonna do a pick'em section uh, here later in the show. Uh, Danny's gonna talk about the games next week. You want to stick around and do some pick'ems? For sure. All right, good deal. Got I another one. Hear what's going on this week? Yeah, we got another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody said yes to the pick'em so far, Charlie. So thanks for saying yes to that. Um, <laughs> and, and then let's get to some games. I had a couple of reschedules due to some snow events that happened last week. So Still Honor plays Matamidi at two fifteen on Monday, which is a <laughs> really weird like game time. Yeah, mom and dad might not even make that one. <laughs> um. <laughs> As we mentioned before, Chaska and Benilde will play at 5.15 at Mariucci for those interested in going down there for that one. Uh, Brainerd and St. Mike also play on Monday. That's a big um, Section Huge 8 game. hill. Um, what about that one, Carl? All right. Section 8 is looking interesting right now, because mostly because of a hard-charging Buffalo team um, who slaughtered St. Michael Elberville 8-1 to over the weekend. Um, so that might leave the Knights looking at a 5 seed, but no, they're still very much a respectable team. Uh, Brainerd's a contender, too. So it's really a very tight pack of teams in AAA that could have, have an impact on the playoffs. How fun would it be to see Buffalo to make the state tournament? Could happen. <laughs> could happen. It would be awesome. Okay, Hill Murray and Blaine play on Tuesday. Rosemont Lakeville North on Tuesday as well. Thief River Falls travels to East Grand Forks, and East Grand Forks needs to have a bounce-back game in this one. Eden Prairie and Edina play on Thursday. Lakeville North and St. Thomas Academy play as well on Thursday. So there's a quality, more quality opponent for St. Thomas Academy yep. for you guys. Um, 
Monticello goes to St. Cloud Cathedral on Friday. Lakeville North and Lakeville South rematch on Saturday at Ames. 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 And then Edina and Wyzetta cap it all off at Wyzetta on Saturday night. That'll be a good game. That'll be a good game. That'll end the season, right? Should. Yeah. Hopefully. And then we'll have section seedings next Sunday. Bum, bum, bum. We will. All right. All right. We'll do our pickums now. Charlie, are you ready? Uh, last, yep. Uh, last week, uh, your foe from last week, Mike Vorlicky, got two out of four. Can you top Vorlicky on this one, you think? Um, I think so. I think so. Think so? Got to get him on something. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. <laughs> uh, you definitely got him on celebrations. That's for sure. He fell a little short <laughs> last night. Um, <laughs> let's go. Uh, Duluth East Maple Grove. I lead it off. We go from oldest to youngest. I'm going to go with Duluth East on this one. Carl, I'm guessing you're going to concur. Uh, yes, I will. I think he's just playing well right now, playing better defensively, and Maple Grove had a few struggles on the stretch here. So if we're riding momentum, that's the pick. All right. What do you think? I'm going to say that they write the ship this week in Maple Grove, and they get the win on this one. Um, Duluth East has just has struggled against good teams this year. It, all good. And some bad well, teams. They, they, have, they haven't struggled against good teams. They've struggled against bad teams. <laughs> <laughs> They've struggled against every team. <laughs> all right, Charlie, let's test your your knowledge here. Of I know you've played Maple Grove. And, and I called the Duluth East one. That's right. So Yes, yes, it's a K-Fan plus. Yeah. No. <laughs> let's, uh, Charlie, your turn to talk. All right, I'm gonna go Maple Grove. I think Maple Grove is a, a fast-paced team, and the and um, you know, Bruce East. I think they can struggle against that. So I'm gonna go with Maple Grove. I like that pick. I like that pick. Uh, all right, so Hill Murray Moorhead, um, Carl, you want to go first? Um, sure. I will take the spuds, and I've watched Hill a couple times fairly recently, and came away a little skeptical. So. A little more faith in the spuds here. Danny? I've been to this game before in the past when Will Bergen played for the spuds. Yeah. I'm going to go Hill Murray, though, on this one. they got to travel down the Aldrich, um, and I think it's a, probably going to be a day game, so I'm going to go with the Hill Murray on this one. All right, Charlie, your turn. Hill Murray, Moorhead. I'm going to go with Moorhead. I think Moorhead's going to fall it off. All right. You played them. What was your take on those guys? Um, forwards, uh, they have two really good lines. That Hinkmeyer Howe, and uh, he can he can really shoot the puck. I can tell you that he's got incredible quick release. So he he can. I think he's gonna get a couple goals in that game. I like it. I like it. I'm gonna go with Hill as well, and this one just the old home ice bus legs kind of thing. Yeah, but I think this is a good pick'em game. Uh, next game, uh, Creighton, Durham, Hall, and Blake. Danny, you're up. Both of these teams are not really bouncing in the session very well. But Blake tied somebody this week that was not oh. very good, and I forget well, who was it Buffalo, who looks it's, it's Buffalo, which is suddenly looking a lot better than it did at the uh, time. But. Yeah. Okay. Well, with that, I thought it was somebody lost. I'm going to actually go Blake then. Okay. All right, uh, Charlie, you're up next. Um, Creighton, Durham, Hall, and Blake. Um, I don't know much about Creighton, Durham, Hall, but 
Uh, I think I'm going to go with Creighton. Okay. That's just going to be my guess. Total guess, okay. You yeah. know what? I think Danny said it right here. He He's like, you know, Blake hasn't – both teams really aren't firing on all cylinders. Um, Creighton, especially after losing to Stillwater, I can't pick him. I can't I, pick him. I got to yeah, go with Blake as well. That was kind of my rationale. And I want to see if Carl will uh, – Which it'll be interesting which way Carl goes on this one. What do you think, Carl? I'm going Blake. Blake, just don't yeah. trust All Blake except Charlie. So Charlie's going to be laughing or crying at the result of this one. <laughs> the, the upset, I guess. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of an upset. All right, last game. Uh, is this game at Wyzetta or at Tonka? Uh, this game. Don't ask the goalie. He'll, he won't know. It's at Wyzetta. It's at Wyzetta. Uh, you the guys, next one was at uh, Eden Prairie. Though. You guys go on the road at Wyzetta. Uh, who do you got, Charlie? You want Minnetonka, huh? Yeah. Are you sure about I sure I've heard the goaltending for Tonka is a little weak. Uh are you sure you're gonna oh. pick this pick? Oh, just wait. Just wait, huh? <laughs> just wait. I've heard it's been suspect. Yeah. I, I I gotta tell you, the goaltending if you read our if you saw our text string, Charlie, goaltending is not the problem at Minnetonka. We were very we've been very impressed by your performance this year. I'm gonna Thank you. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm going to go off the script here. I'm going to go with Minnetonka as well because of their goal. Well, that's boring. Okay. How about you, Carl? Yeah, I'm going with Minnetonka too. They're the more complete team. <laughs> I didn't tie them the first time around, but eh. Yeah, I think Minnetonka. How about you, Danny? Um, Charlie, was Teddy playing in the first game against Wyzetta? Um, I don't know. He wasn't. <laughs> yep, see, that's Teddy was back last night. Looks great. I'm going to go. Uh, Tonka's going to wrap up, uh, you know, the late conference. They, they're not going to win the late conference, but they're definitely going to get a good win to end the season. So we're all going Tonka. Yeah. We must really like Charlie because we haven't been this nice to any of our guests. We do like Charlie. <laughs> we feel sorry for him. His, Maybe... da- his dad made him play goalie, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Well, it's been uh, an awesome show. Great to have you on, Glock, uh, once again, participating in all things YHH. Uh, Danny, thanks for putting another great show. Carl, thanks for joining us. Uh, Huge shout-out to our Red and Black League sponsorship, redandblackleagues.com, for their participation. Charlie, thanks for being on the show. Good luck the rest of the year. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right, we'll see you around the rink. Looks all over their face My friends all know that I'm cool I've been this way since high school Cause life's never been sweeter When you're just a cake eater When it comes to hockey, nobody can stop me My high school team, I was playing on the top three Now my son is scoring piles He 